0: celebrating our food and telling stories of it. I am Sophie, your host and producer, and this is Our Food Stories, the podcast for us and by us. Episode 11. Today's story is brought to us by a daughter-mother duo all the way from Western Uganda. Darlene and her mom share with us the story of a shawe and how it was made back in the past and how you can make it now. Darlene's mother also shares with us her favorite part of making a shawe that she always looked forward to as a young child. Enjoy.
1: My name is Phoebe Kamkama. I'm here with Darren Komkama, my first daughter, my love. Uh, yeah. so she's asking me about food. Okay, what food are you going to talk about today? Uh, today I'm going to talk about Ah, uh, eshawe is a delicacy from Uganda, especially Dabahoro, Banyankore, Bahima, and some other, uh, some other tribes in Uganda. Uh, eshawe is made out of ghee, cow's ghee, and this ghee has to be kept for some time, a period of time, for it to become mature so that it can produce the sauce. How do you make it? Uh, A shawai is made with a... I'm going to start with the ingredients, let me tell you the ingredients of making a shawai. So you have to have ghee, like old ghee, well-kept old ghee, cultured. You have to have rock salt. You have to have uh, water, clean boiled water. And you have to have a special pot, a clay pot, that is made specifically for making a shawai. Or, in modern times, you can compensate for uh, a bowl or a small saucepan with a smooth inside to make that. You have a special stick which is straight and round at the bottom and those days we used to have a small net to help uh, break down the ghee fast but that is optional other people's can, you just you can you just use a, a stick to stir once you have everything around uh, around you you put your ghee according to the amount of shabu you want to make the more ghee you put the bigger the amount of shabu you get so you put your ghee in that pot in the clay pot and start, min- start uh, stirring vigorously and you stir once you break the, the ghee then you put your water mixed with rock salt you mix your water with rock salt before you actually start putting your ghee in the pot and you can sieve it because once the the, the rock salt melts it brings uh, some like uh, darkish particles other than that you just let it settle and you keep pouring the clean clear water from uh, the mixture of of rock salt and water. So you keep putting little by little, you put little, you stir vigorously for like maybe Two three minutes then you add more salted water then stir again once you see the ghee starts to break into a, a paste a thick paste then you add some water you add little water the one that doesn't have any. The salt. one that doesn't have any salt in it, and then you keep stirring vigorously. You stir and stir and stir and stir. Keep stirring until the ghee keeps breaking into a soft white paste. And then when uh, when it keeps breaking, keep adding salted water. But you have to regulate it. That is the epitome of the whole thing. Like. If you add more salted water, the, the sauce is going to be very salty. And we really don't want it to be very salty. It doesn't taste good when it's very salty. So once it's, it breaks completely and you don't see any particles or had uh, the solid ghee, You add some little plain water and you keep stirring and stirring. You stir until you see the bubbles coming up. Once the bubbles start coming and it's easy on your hands when you are styling, then you know it's ready. Then you get your white salt to test. You can put your white salt in some water, very little water, because when you put a lot, it breaks the whole uh, paste breaks into into like a very light sauce, and we don't like that. So you put very little, quite salted water, or you can even put quite salt without adding water. But you have to keep stirring and stirring and stirring until it comes into a very smooth, quite solid paste or sauce. We call it. And then you what see is the consistency, like like what is it? It's it it doesn't have to be very soft or very watery-like, it has to be thick. It has to be thick. Like when when you put it on a spoon, it doesn't have to fall. It doesn't have to be light, I should say. It has to be thick and then you sieve it. When you, when it's ready, you have to pass it through a sieve for any other particles to stay on the sieve, so you don't have to have anything in the shower. It has to be clear and neat, and then you leave it to settle. One thing uh, I forgot to say, when you put the white salt, it makes it Thicker. It makes it tasty and thicker, but you have to put to regulate the salts too. And then you keep it aside. You can put it in a refrigerator if you have the refrigerator, but you can keep it aside to settle and it's ready, it's ready to go, ready to use. It sounds like a short process, but it has it has to be, it's like a profession to make a shower Not everybody makes a very tasty shower especially like my mom used to make. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's uh, I think that's the process of a shawwey, as far as I can remember. So do you eat it often, or how? When would you? When would you make a shawwey? Uh, you don't eat it so of, often because it is a delicacy. It takes time to make. You have to use ghee, and the kind of ghee you use like you can't use it every day. So usually you make it on special occasions. Like if you want to serve it on a family dinner, it has to be like on a Sunday afternoon or on a get together. Otherwise it is a delicacy on occasions. You can have it. A wedding or a giveaway or any function without a shabwe in uh, in our culture is, you know, it's counted uh, mm, something is missing. Eh, they don't have shabwe? Oh, who made the shabwe? Eh? So it is something very, very uh, respected and valued in our culture. So when you move to the U.S.,
0: how do you make it? What, where do you find ghee? How do you do it?
1: Yeah, in the U.S., you have to take your own ghee. Hope I want to be put in prison for this. But <laughs> with, <laughs> no, you take your own ghee, And even the ghee you take, you don't get it from any place, like everywhere. Not everybody knows how to have that very clean, uh, well-kept ghee to make the good shower. So usually I go with my own ghee, but I can make a shower anywhere in the world if I have two things, two ingredients, sh- uh, the ghee, which is cow's ghee, and mahonde, which is hard rock salt. Those two make a shawe, and then water water, you can find water everywhere, but uh, the mashtagente and rock salt, you definitely have to have the best and the specific curry for that. You keep talking about like cultured ghee and aged ghee, like how long do you have to keep that ghee, what, like, okay, t- talk to us about ghee. Okay ghee, ghee is, uh, it's a process of uh, making ghee it's from cows' milk. First of all, you have to have the milk, and then you culture the milk with the cultured milk. Like oh, right, already cultured. Already milk, so cultured, milk. cultured milk. You have to put the cultured milk into fresh milk to make to make uh, the bad milk, <laughs> that uh, the chunk milk, that you have to, it has a process, you keep it overnight, then the following day you have to shake it for some good minutes to make the ghee. And then you have to separate the ghee from the milk, and then you have to clean the ghee, and you have to keep that ghee into a certain calabash, should say. For some days, sometimes I think it takes. Uh, hope I hopefully I remember. But usually it's like uh, two weeks to three weeks. You have the best, the so best, the best before ghee. Before it's cultured, can you use that ghee for other things? Like, what do you use if you take the ghee early? Can you do? Is it oil? If you, you take really the pointy, ghee, or? if you take the ghee early, usually you might use it to smear like lotion, like lotion. Uh, you might use it usually I think it's like you can use it, you can, you can scent it with other herbs to smear, mm. like lotion other than that, I think it, you can also use it to treat the calves as far as I can remember. You can mix it into different things when it's still and like not kept for long. But usually keeping it for long is purposely to make uh, to make a shahwe. And you can put it in, in food, like beans, katogo. Yeah, you can do that. You can use it for that.
0: So I know that you can also shake the overnight milk yes. to make makamo. What's yes. the difference? Is now, the culture different?
1: No, it, it the culture is the same. The, but the makamo, the makamo is the one that still has the fat mm-hmm. in it. So of which fat turns into ghee. So if I don't, so okay. if you don't shake, if you don't shake the makamo. the makamo, or the thing to become makamo. If you don't shake the makamo mm-hmm. to become a amachunda. Mm-hmm. I'm a that is. Uh is the name for the the milk, the cultured milk that you've got in uh, the ghee out. So amakamo is the the bad milk, like yeah, it's just yogurt. It's basically. just you actually. That's the name. Amakamo is just yogurt. It's just plain homemade yogurt. But then if you shake it more, the yogurt separates into ghee and machunda. Exactly. Which is like buttermilk, I think machunda is buttermilk. Uh, machunda is buttermilk. That's I think what it's called. Yeah, actually, that's buttermilk. Machunda. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So you got it. Tell me, what is your favorite memory around a shower? Oh my god. That takes me way back. Right now, I'm seeing my mom making shower. Like, practically all of us are around her, huh, waiting for that special stick that makes shower. The time she would end, my daughter is laughing at me because I'm like looking. <laughs> very excited. I'm very excited. So. We'd all be, like, looking at her, waiting to lick that stick from Orwadia, the pot. And she would, she's like, if we are three of us, she's she's torn between the three of us, who would why give a stick? So she would trick us, either send someone to bring something, or, you know, who did this? And then the moment they hand you the stick, oh, my God, that was, like, the best time. <laughs> because, first of all, you can't even... You can't have a shower before every member of the family have sat down and they serve according to age, probably. The old people should be served fast. And then probably the kids will come last. But licking the stick was my best time. I loved it. And then I think the second one was when I would be eating very fast. eat my shower very fast so I would be the first to ask for a second serving. <laughs> because at the end of the day all 11 of us would want a second serving. <laughs> Actually 11 plus. Even if sometimes it would not be you know, at the table. All of us at the same time. But those two things, licking the stick and second serving of a shower, which was my best. Especially when you have it with cassava, sweet potatoes. Oh my God, it was like, oh. Christmas in your mouth. Oh my God, it was. God bless my mom. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much, Mommy, for sharing all these
1: yeah, wonderful You're welcome. And one more thing, like, I learned how to make a shawai, watching my mom do it. And like, I kept watching, and one day she's like, today you are doing this. Oh, it was an exam. <laughs> so I started remembering, and she's there looking at you. That she was so sweet, then she would guide you where you would, you know, not be doing right. And uh, here I am. <laughs> I know how to make shabwe. <laughs> and my children, some of them know how to make shawai Yes, I'm, I can, I've yeah. sat through it, I've done it It's very hard, it takes a very long time, it's really hard It's like a
0: real workout for your arms
1: Yep, <laughs> though, I, though you can use a brand actually <laughs> <laughs> uh, Don't do that <laughs> okay. okay.
0: Thank you so much, mommy Thank you for sharing your food story with us
1: you're welcome. Thank you for thinking about asking me about uh, uh, the food, my culture food. I'm grateful. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Darlene, for this beautiful food story with your mom. I am sure most listeners could feel the beautiful bond that you share through the whole story. Darlene is multi-talented. She is a phenomenal photographer and is actually one of the photographers that inspired my photography journey earlier on. She is also a DJ under the Monica DJ DK. You can follow her on Instagram at Darlene Komukama to keep up with her amazing work. Remember, if you have a delicious food story that you'd like to share, you can reach out to me via email at Uganda at gmail.com or on Instagram at Uganda. Don't forget to share the podcast with others to leave a review or a rating and to comment on your favorite stories wherever you listen. See you in the next episode.